0: Hello, Stackers, and welcome to a Creation Corner episode where Meredith and I are going to talk about something that we did last weekend. And uh, Meredith, why don't you say hello? Heyo! Last weekend, we got to make our annual, mostly annual, pilgrimage to the Maryland Renaissance Festival. If you've never been, if you're in the area and you've never been, you definitely should check it out. It's an annual event that's open on weekends and puts a beautiful, memorable, and I think it's a lot of fun cap on the end of summer and beginning of autumn. It runs from the last weekend of August.
1: Generally, it's yeah. late August through October.
0: Through all the weekends in October. For more details, check out RenFest.com. That's Ren-N-Fest. So R-E-N-N-F-E-S-T with an extra N for some reason. Because <laughs> uh, Renaissance only has one N in the first part. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. But whatever. It's rennfest.com.
1: That's not confusing at all. Nope. I'm sure you guys can all find it. No problem now. <laughs>
0: Uh, We look forward to our visit each year. Like I said, I feel like it's a great way to kick off the latter part of the year, and the weather's usually much nicer. Uh, The days are a little more gentle outside, and it's pretty much in our backyard, which makes it even easier to get to and to enjoy. So getting there is incredibly convenient, and I love the festive atmosphere. This year, as you'll see in the pictures that we share, we actually took the opportunity to dress up and be a part of the fun. And for me in particular, I just enjoyed seeing people together again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our daughter even made the comment as we were driving away from there that it just felt like normal.
0: Yeah. And that was wonderful. In this special Creation Corner episode, we're going to share some photos and videos of our day and talk about some of the things Dungeon Masters can do to punch up their worlds. It may be best if you go to our Twitter and Instagram feeds, where our handle is at stackodice on both and follow along. I've broken things down into several categories, so we'll try to arrange them in similar fashion in those places to make it easy to know what we're talking about. As with every Creation Corner episode, feel free to use whatever you like. And because I'm intensely curious, if you choose to use anything we share here in your game, please share with us on Twitter and Instagram how you've used it. It'd be very fun for us to know uh, that our adventures have helped inspire yours. Before we get going, I do want to share one last quick note Although we kicked off our actual play season last week, we're already up against some logistical challenges. Uh, So this week and next are going to be special content. We do apologize for that. I'm definitely itching to get rolling with this new chapter of our story, but there are some things going on that require us to delay recording. The good news is that this delay means we should be able to have some content banked to help cushion us against future disruptions. So in the meantime... We hope you'll enjoy what we do share, and and believe me, when I say we're ready to journey through Vardalon together. With that, I think we're ready to dive in, so let's go. We're going to start with people. And so we have a bunch of pictures in our people category, and the first picture shows us actually getting ready to surge through the opening gates, the front gates, to go in at, the what was it, 10 in the morning.
1: Uh, roughly yeah yeah
0: and so i, I just a very quick estimate I, i'm guessing there were about maybe 100 to 200 people crowded into that opening area maybe more Oh, at
1: least yeah at least and
0: as you can see in the picture in front of us all different kinds of visitors some who were dressed up uh, many who were dressed up and some who were just kind of there to uh to enjoy being there i guess you can see in front of us we had uh, an elf mm-hmm. and someone wearing a a floral headpiece and looks like a, a velvet dress. Yeah. Off to the right.
1: Yep. I see the velvet dress and she's got a staff too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at in that. In her hands. And it looks like a robe, maybe like a monk in front of her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, dressing up for the Renaissance Festival is certainly by no means a requirement. They don't, like, not let you in if Mm-mm. you're not dressed up. This was my first year dressing up at all, and even, that <laughs> I would use the term dress up loosely.
0: Yeah, you were dressed up as a Mexican serf. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the uh, I don't have anything particularly renaissance but I do have, it's a heavily embroidered yeah. It is from Mexico.
0: And we'll see some pictures of yeah, it. Yeah, you'll see me up. in
1: it. I tried to cover it up as much as possible with a brown cloak, hooded cloak that Thane made a few years ago, because I knew the dress was not really appropriate <laughs> to the venue. But it was the closest thing I had. Um, but it is from Mexico, and it's just kind of an embroidered peasant dress. But, it, you know, it still it helped me get in the mood a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and you did get some compliments. I also. did,
1: actually which was amazing to me. I had one person comment specifically on the dress and another one on the cloak, which that made sense, but Mm -hmm. the dress kind of, okay, thanks.
0: (laughs) And It's
1: a pretty dress. It's just not Renaissance at all, but whatever.
0: Well, you know, they had their Renaissance period too, I guess. I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, so you, you can, and you can see in this picture, there's a couple of people visible who are clearly just wearing their own clothes, which is totally fine. You know, you just, everyone's there to enjoy the atmosphere, but dressing up is a fun way to really immerse yourself in the surroundings.
0: And as a, as an observer, I guess it helps to draw you in as well. And so hopefully some of what we've captured in these people pictures will convey that, how nice it is to go to these events and soak up some of that feeling of even vaguely what it might've been like to be back in that time. What we did miss is directly above this gate, there were some people dressed oh, up in finer- You should fine re-
1: a picture of those guys. Yeah,
0: picture and or video, because they were heckling us as we went through.
1: Yeah, so they had these were people who worked at the Renfest. Uh-huh. Uh, they were employees of the Renfest. And you can't see it in this picture. It's just cut off, but that's a, a battlement, yeah. Uh, that they're able to stand. And they were talking down, greeting. Uh, sometimes they were saying, oh, ma'am, look at that lovely headdress or whatever. And then others, they were like, you all look grumpy and no grumpy people in here. You know, <laughs> just kind of just adding to the atmosphere from mm-hmm. the moment you step through. The and gates. it was
0: a running commentary, too. I don't know that they really let up the whole time we were filing through. Oh, yeah, they just kept through. talking. And so it was just fun. It, it gave us something else to think about other than, oh, we're having to wait in line. I think maybe that's part of it. They're just distracting us. <laughs> right. Because
1: as you can tell from the picture, this is where we all walked in to have our tickets scanned. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't just flooding in. I mean, you, it was kind of a slow crawl. You had to stop and have them scan your ticket, scan your ticket, scan your ticket. So it took a minute to get in. So it was probably part of the entertainment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if we go to the next picture. And this could be featured in our building section too because of the orangey building in the background. And I do have this building uh, in our building section. But in particular, I wanted to capture the two gentlemen standing on the fountain. And they were carrying on a conversation. They were talking to each other out loud and to the crowd in the direction of the crowd.
1: Loudly so we could overhear. It was clearly meant for the people coming in to be able to hear.
0: But what I wanted to share with you was how fun it is to have these snatches of conversation there was no reason for us to stand and listen, although if we wanted to, we could have. As you press through, you just hear snippets and snatches of what people are saying. And that's the kind of thing that you could add into a game. Uh, you could have a random sentence or a, a phrase or something catch the party's ear as they go by in this crowded public setting. Uh, but you can see also, if you are able to zoom in and see their costume, You know the, the people who actually work here take a lot of effort and pride in their appearance and i think you'll see other pictures and videos in particular where Mm -hmm. they really went to great lengths to to dress up
1: oh yeah you can you can generally tell who the employees are (laughs) and who the you know the other just the the visitors are some visitors are quite elaborately dressed but for the most part you know people who come in costume it's thrown together or it's rented or it's a Halloween costume or something, you know, clearly of lower quality. But the people who work there, I mean, these are, they're heavy duty fabrics. They're tailored. Tailored to their bodies. There are many layers. I mean, you got this swashbuckler or whatever. He—what What is the guy in the hat? I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, he's clearly, he's got a blouse. He's got an overshirt. He's got shoulder things. So, I'm sorry, I don't know the names of any of these things. You guys are going to be like, uh, that's called whatever. And so I apologize. And then he has, you know, a ruff around his neck and then a hat. So it's like all these different pieces like they would have done. The gentleman to his right then, you know, because he has the stockings and he has the blouse and then the the top garment and a a cape or a shawl and a hat all these things. And the the belts and the chains and the pockets and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff.
0: And actually what was neat, and it's been there since ever since we've been coming for the last 10 years, uh, that building in the background is a costume rental place. So yeah, if you, if, can, if you, you can wanted to come in, yeah, the, the, you can see the costume sign there. If you mm-hmm. want to come in and rent something that looks very, very nice, they, they can generally fit you. I have no idea what the prices are or anything, but really the focus here is on the hubbub and all the people that are just milling about. And I mean... Especially at 10 when the gates open, everyone is right there. And so there's a lot of excitement. There's, there's just this palpable feeling in the air of people who have been waiting for this day. Mm-hmm. And when the gates open, they are ready to go in and just enjoy it. Uh, the next one is a shot down one of the early streets of the day. I do like this location. They, they obviously take a lot of care of it. No idea what they use this place for outside of September through October. There's just a lot of neat buildings that we'll see in greater detail in the next section about buildings. But again, just that feeling of busyness and people stopping and talking, people complimenting each other on how they appear... And people just really enjoying the time. We we saw some neat costumes. We passed by one person who had big old, almost like Valkyrie wings on.
1: Yeah, and they were mechanical. They yeah. would. She kept them folded at the back for the most part, but every now and then, particularly if a small child came over and said, I like your wings, and she would show them. We saw her. One little girl out, went yeah. up because she was, I wanted to look at her wings, and she went up there, and she did something, and they spread out, you know, kind of mocking jace <laughs> <laughs> from Hunger Games, where it's all of a sudden, whoosh, i over go her wings. Uh, so that was clearly, a, uh, she took a lot of time to make that costume. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she does more than just go to Renfest once a year. I mean, you don't put that kind of time into a costume that you're not going to use a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Really, the thoroughfares here that had all the stores along them, it was really neat to see so many people out and about. And of course, again, they're all a heavy number of people dressed up in their garb hmm uh, There's a guy in a kilt coming toward us there mm-hmm. in the white shirt.
1: With a and goblet. the
0: next picture is actually a better shot because he's closer and mm-hmm. you know, got people in robes and that sort of thing.
1: What you'll be able to see when we get to the building section, it, it'll be even easier to tell. I mean, this is a permanent setup. Mm-hmm. This It's not a bunch of tents and food trucks. I mean, these are legit buildings, mm-hmm. streets, fountains, benches. I mean, that's why Rhett was like, I don't know what they do at this place. The rest of the year. I mean, if they have other events that are not just like open to the public events, or if they use it. I mean, I imagine that the people who work it have to show up maybe for weekends a month in advance to
0: clear out the cobwebs. Yeah, yeah. To <laughs> clean
1: up, to prepare it, yeah. to work on their shows.
0: That looks like fresh straw down on the Oh um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure
1: they probably they probably have to do that in between each weekend or mm-hmm. maybe once a month at least to refresh refresh the straw. Yeah.
0: And there's street performers also. That's mm-hmm. that's another fun aspect that yep. could be worked easily into games. People who are uh maybe offering games of chance. We uh, one of our favorite stops is The Magician Mysterio right inside is, the game. Is, is,
1: Mysterio, I yeah. think.
0: And he just does little street magic, you know, little making coins disappear and rings and rope things rope tricks. Yeah, you know, and things
1: that they would have done in the Renaissance, you know, nothing like David Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear <laughs> anything like that. Just, yeah. you know, small yeah. street magic. Sleight of hand. Yes, yeah
0: yeah so a lot of fun with that and again that can add a lot of flavor to a street setting in a game as your party is making its way through that large city that you've put together Uh, and of course there's the ever-present smell of food in the background Mm -hmm. there's music somewhere off in the not too far in the distance yeah anywhere you go uh you've got criers who are out saying hey come look at this come get this we had uh We had a vendor come by pushing his fudge cart. Yes, (laughs) and he was just talking to himself the whole time, but he was speaking loudly enough that anybody passing by could hear that he was advertising his fudge, and you know it was just really neat. On the next picture, closer to about noon, the big event of the Renfest began, and that was uh, the games of skill uh, with I think six different knights on horses, something like that, five or six. Four nights. Four nights. And uh, of course. it that happens in the tilt yard, so they have the the big raceway for the horses, and then the the MC of the event is this princess who's riding around on this beautiful horse, and you know of course they're all miked up, so it's easy to hear. Uh, but the knights are charging along, and they're trying to catch rings on their lances as they're mm-hmm. tossed into the, the as the rings are tossed in the air. The lances aren't tossed in the air, and of course uh,
1: while their horses are galloping the yeah. length of the field,
0: and of course the uh, the crowd is. You kind of sit in your section, yeah, and you cheer the for section, the knight that yeah. is that ends up in front of you.
1: And yeah, depending on the section, they'll tell you your knight is the green one, yours is the black and gold, yours is the red, yeah. yours is the whatever. So when your when your knight comes by, make sure that you cheer real loud.
0: And throughout the day, they do different events in this area, so you can kind of drift through whenever you want and see archery, mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know that they do any birds of prey or anything like that.
1: Not that we've ever gone to. If yeah. it was on the schedule, we never we missed it. Right.
0: But definitely the jousting, and that's a lot of fun. You can see the stadium, the, the yeah, seating here see. is just full of people. And I think, yeah, I've got a- You go to the
1: very next picture, and next you can picture. just see. It's like standing room only. It's a very popular event if you can catch
0: it. Right. And it was an elongated oval. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a nice big place. And the seating was full. It was. It was full. And you were actually standing there, I think, by that middle checkered banner. Yeah,
1: so at one point I broke off to see if there was a better spot to, to look from. I was standing. I was standing at the back. I don't see me. I might, not, I might not have gotten there yet when you took this picture.
0: And I wish I had panned a little bit further to the right, but to my right, there were, I think, two or three guys that were dressed in full armor. And I don't know that they worked there. I think these were just guys that had yeah, come.
1: There are some hardcore people.
0: Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> was, these that was impressive. The next one is the food area. Mm. Basically, starting at about 11, people began to drift in to where all the food is offered. And of course, everything's on a stick there. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, I got some steak and uh, some mashed potatoes. Meredith and our daughter, Rhiannon, shared some chocolate strawberries
1: mm-hmm. and. On a stick.
0: Yeah, and a sausage. Sausage on a stick. Yeah, a giant sausage. A lot of carnival style food.
1: The turkey legs, of course, you have to have a turkey leg at
0: the Renaissance
1: <laughs> Festival. Um,
0: but just about anything yeah, you want, good stuff. Fried good cheese, stuff. fried pies. Uh, after I got the mashed potatoes and the steak, I went over and got a fried apple dumpling. Mm-hmm. And that was good. So all sorts of things to enjoy there, and you know, again, that smell of food is hanging over, and you get all sorts of neat people yeah. sitting down to enjoy their food. In fact, that's Meredith in the foreground of that picture with yeah, her that's head tilted. The part down.
1: of my hair and the little brown hood of my cloak
0: the next picture the the slightly larger aspect picture is uh just another shot of the bustle of people to the right of the pavilion there's a seating area with shade and everything and then under that wooden shingled roof there was a i don't know like a five-piece band or something performing oh. and uh in in the past we've heard some pretty good music there i wasn't particularly smitten with anything that we heard during this visit but Sometimes, you know, it all depends on who's playing. So that does it for the people section. Uh, The next section we wanted to talk about is buildings. What we have in this section is a bunch of representations of buildings that, again, for description purposes, as a dungeon master putting together a town or a city or a world, depending on the location that you're focusing on, you can really use some of these as reference pictures. Again, that opening the entrance building where the costume rental is. Next picture, some of the half-timber or timber-framed buildings you can see on both sides of the street. Banners hanging up to show maybe the local leadership insignia, that kind of thing. Some whimsical pictures. Uh, we've got a, like a store with a sign hanging out front on the, the dragon wing. And, of course, you've got all these little fantastic as well as renaissance-y stores along the way.
1: Yeah, some of it is it's kind of a strange hodgepodge of renaissance and D&D yeah. or other fantasy. And I
0: saw a Boba Fett flitting around in there somewhere. Did too. you really? I There's did. always
1: at least one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I like the the Garland's store that has like the, the wobbly roof on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you see
1: what I mean? It's like just the, the stand to sell little headdresses is a neat looking building. I mean yeah. It's just the fact that it is a permanent setup and all the buildings are fairly unique from each other Mm -hmm. you know it's it's it looks like a an organically grown village it's just weird
0: yeah and then the panoramic shot i like this one Uh, aside from the weird smearing to the right of it as people again it's difficult to take shots like these with so many people moving around but uh, some some more reference pictures and ideas of the various kinds of buildings you could have in a place like
1: this. And it's all, I mean, you see how it's trees all in it. It just, it's wooded. It's just such a neat atmosphere there. It feels like uh, stepping back in time a little bit.
0: And then the next picture is the place where we came in. You can see the battlements that we walked under to get in. Uh, There's a Barbican with the gate in it. And then, of course, the exit to the right. And we'll see a better picture of that on our last picture. But just a, a general sense of the type of architecture you'll see in places like this. And again, incorporating that with the villages and cities and even castles that you put together can be helpful.
1: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back on cities and places that we came upon in our game. What, what do you, which one would you say was meant to be similar to something like this? I, I
0: see Flynnmore is very similar to that gate.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when you had the encounter with the guard that wouldn't let you in.
1: What was the place where we were fleeing the plague doctor? We went through a gate. That was Flynmore. That was Flenmore? Man, mm-hmm. a lot happened there.
0: <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> was, big city.
1: It was. That was when we ran out the gate with Rebek on our horses or something? Yep. Okay.
0: All right. That's right.
1: Because this is kind of what I was picturing. I remember back to when we were playing that encounter I was picturing more or less this type of uh, setup for that gate. Yeah, so towers on either, from either side. From the inside, exactly,
0: out. exactly. Yeah, that's what I had in mind as well.
1: Well, great.
0: All right, The next section has to do with services, and these are little booths and things that we saw scattered throughout. Not many pictures here, but
1: I saw you take a picture of the psychic readings, and I was like, "Why is he taking a picture of that?"
0: Yeah, I took the picture because it's a caravan wagon. That is. Oh a- my
1: goodness it is that's
0: an actual wagon and we'll see that again later on but you know it's just like a little uh, imagine it's like the
1: wandering gypsies who just stop outside the village and yep. be like Re- read your fortunes yeah tell your future yeah
0: Yep. it was just a neat touch that i thought <laughs> it was a flavor of fantasy that uh, doesn't often get injected into games but when you do it adds a, a touch that players tend to remember and i as a kid, I remember reading the Wind in the Willows stories where Toad ended up buying a caravan wagon, very much like this one. And he just decided to roam the countryside in and, it. And I think one or two of the illustrations showed the inside, and I thought, oh, that is so neat. Uh, so when I saw this, I just had to take a picture. Yeah. We'll see another shot of this wagon in the flourishes section, uh, so stay tuned for that. The next one, I took a picture of Meredith and Rhiannon standing at the jewelry counter as they just went and looked at the cases to see if there was anything that grabbed their attention. I don't know when I've ever put just a jewelry store
1: in a a town. Not that I can think of.
0: I thought it was worth remembering uh, some of the little services that we might take for granted. Mm -hmm. Without them, maybe your world might feel a little flat or dull.
1: Yeah, every town's got an inn. He does you do mention, you know, merchants on the street, but they're generally selling supplies. Yeah. You know, they're always oh, they have spices and they have leather goods and whatnot.
0: But what about the finery? What about the right, things people right. want and not necessarily just need?
1: Yeah. And it's uh, easy to stay in that mindset when you're running a game because you wanna make sure your players know, hey, here's a place you could you could restock because you used up all of your whatever in that last encounter, and so you're not thinking about they don't need a jewelry stand.
0: And, you know, maybe uh, buying brooches to hold your cloaks together, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah,
1: I could have done with a brooch in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a, cl- a safety pin. Instead of pin. a
1: huge safety pin, <laughs> because the, uh, the hook and eye enclosure on Thane's cloak was uh, broken. One yeah. of the halves had torn off, and so I just took a giant safety pin, and it was strangling me the whole whole day. Oh, well.
0: And the next two pictures in this section are another shot of the food court, just to give you a sense mm-hmm. of the kinds of foods. Uh, that are available
1: that's a main street
0: yeah it really is the heart of the place right down the middle of the
1: the whole thing yeah Yeah.
0: so we hope you enjoy these pictures stackers it's just such a fun and festive environment
1: even if you don't live in the maryland area if you're not close enough to go to this renfest look for a renfest near you Mm -hmm. it's definitely an event worth checking out in your area can't guarantee they're all gonna be this elaborate some might be more elaborate Mm -hmm. i mean you never know um or even just a medieval times yeah (laughs) restaurant yeah there's you know very similar themes and events going on there so make sure you check those out when you have a chance
0: the next section i called flourishes and again these aren't things that necessarily have to be in a game but if you add them they may add a little extra depth that your players ah, will appreciate. And so there. the very first shot I have in this is the end of the caravan wagon, lace curtains and the little platform. And I, I can just imagine this being drawn by a couple of sturdy horses bouncing along a rutted road. And it's uh,
1: got horseshoes above the door.
0: Yeah, for luck. But I just thought this was such a neat touch.
1: You know, even just the fact that it has lace curtains in the windows of that door, because I'm not sure, no, no one goes in there. The gal who runs that stand It probably is able to go in there. But I mean, visitors to the Renfest don't go in there. You saw that she's doing the reading outside under an awning. Mm -hmm. So there's all these extra touches, even though no one's going in there, which is another, you know, that that also applies to your games. Even if your party is not going to go in there, just as you are setting up a scene as they're entering a new area, a few flourishes like that can just help them set the scene in their own imaginations.
0: And then the next collection of pictures, there's several here of uh, a place that caught my attention. It was off to the left as we were walking through the first leg of going in. It reminded me of an outdoor chapel. So you have what looks like an altar to the right, and of course, a bunch of benches set up, almost Mm pew-like. And having it set under the trees like this gave it a, a very rustic feel, which I appreciated. And then the other touch that I particularly appreciated that doesn't fit with the chapel theme, but... I'm sure they have a reason for it there, is the series of ovens across the That's back. That's
1: what I was just getting ready to ask you And looking at the, the wide shot. I'm like, what are these oven-looking things doing over here? Yeah, not, no not idea. Related, huh? Not sure
0: they may have some kind of show that they do later in the day that we just weren't there for.
1: Right, nothing's going on there right now. And it looks
0: like, it's hard for me to tell if they use it for manufacturing things or for cooking. I definitely see spits on the right oven. And in fact, uh, mm-hmm, the... Mm-hmm. Next to last picture in the series of these outdoor chapel things shows the spits clearly. You know, you can take your understanding of the construction of ovens from this, especially in the close-up shots, maybe get an idea of how these ovens might have been used. And of course, a lot of times, ovens were especially located outside to get them away from the main house, the main building.
1: Keep the heat out.
0: Keep the heat out. And when your house is made mostly of wood.
1: That's true. Thatched roofs.
0: An errant spark could be disastrous Mm -hmm. so having a known source of fire outside is a safe way to do that but i just thought it was a neat little touch
1: yeah i remember you stepping aside and i thought oh yeah he's taking he's scouting locations
0: (laughs) okay the next two shots in this are of again the jousting uh, and meredith likes the panorama i think yeah
1: i i I went ahead and i was like oh that's cool (laughs) but it's a good one yeah
0: this gives you a sense of the of the scale of the place, off to the left end is where the uh, where the Lord and Lady were doing their announcements from and talking back and forth with the Princess outside in the middle there.
1: That black gate just below where they're waving from—that's where the horses come out.
0: Yeah, and when they come out, man, those clods of dirt go flying yes. under their hooves. It's really fun. And then we have a video.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Yes, uh, this video was a neat flourish. It was, I think, again, this was just somebody who happened to. Be a visitor.
1: Really worked hard on their costumes.
0: Really worked hard. And so we had this black knight come walking by carrying a banner. And it was just a neat sight.
1: I'm wondering, well, she looks too peasanty Because there's a girl walking behind him and then a guy walking behind her. And I'm wondering if their if kind of story of what they were doing was that he was her guard. And she's in the middle and then there's a guard behind. But she's not dressed like a noble. So, But yeah, I mean, the knight costume in and of itself is really... I mean, the guy behind is dressed almost like a king. He's got a crown on his head. (laughs) He's wearing a cape and stuff.
0: This is just a glimpse of some of the skill and effort people put into their costuming. I I thought it was a, a neat one. The next section is mostly video so that we could capture the sound of it. But music is a huge element there. And as we have mentioned in the past in our... Previous Creation Corner episodes, I've tried to make music an integral part of the game also. And so it was just neat to have these little things going on throughout the day. Of course, there's musical performances and that sort of thing. Uh, Some neat dancing that we saw as they were dancing around a maypole. And I got that in the first video in this series. The next video was of an an organist playing music. It was a Muse song. (laughs) You know, whenever anything is thrown onto an organ, it automatically sounds much more impressive and big. And so it was a lot of fun to hear him playing. We passed by a group performing on a stage. Mm -hmm. And that was neat to hear more of the traditional Renaissance sound flutes Uh, flutes and, and pipes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, it was a, a mellow music, but it was a lot of fun. And then if, if we loved the pipe performances mm. the, in the last two videos in this series. There was a lot. I mean, we were almost foot stomping off to the, off to the side. Almost, <laughs> I was almost foot stomping. We, we saw some neat performances while we were here. So check out those videos on the music that we saw throughout the day. A lot of fun. The next group of pictures is just us being us as we are there walking around I was dressed up, our daughter Rhiannon was dressed up, Meredith was dressed up, and so just trying to catch some pictures of us throughout the day.
1: First of all, you can see that Rhett and Rhiannon look amazing. <laughs> Rhett in his little blousey shirt with his... I don't, what, what is there a name for this kind of shirt?
0: Tunic, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, his, his tunic with the lacing and everything, and his boots, and Rhiannon in her beautiful... Beautiful dress that was on loan to us by some friends. And she looks fantastic, and of course, with her mile-long hair. And she was very <laughs> renaissance and very cute. And then there's me in this... I was always trying to hide the dress as much as I could. But there's you can sort of see in the pictures of me and Rhiannon, little glints. You can see the bright orange embroidery <laughs> and the blue tassels of my Mexican... Peasant dress, but it, I it,
0: think it was just fine. It it really did look good.
1: It's fine. When I saw that Thane's cloak was up there, I thought, oh, yeah. If I can put the cloak over because it's a floor length,
0: yeah, cloak. It, it worked out very well.
1: It worked just fine. Oh yeah, in the picture of of me drinking the Pepsi, sitting at the table, you can see a lot of that dress. You're know, yep. like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> but oh well, it's good. It was fun to do. Yeah, good. It I'm was glad fun to do,
0: and we'll see if we can do a better job of dressing up next time the next section i've called london broil and that is because one of our favorite shows to see while we go there is a juggling act and these guys are great not only do they do a good job of the juggling but they're hilarious
1: they are funny they've been performing together for many years so they just have a good banter a good chemistry between the three of them
0: yep and uh they keep up the comedic Routine as they juggle, which to me, that's just incredible. I know, I'm
1: thinking, doesn't juggling take a lot of concentration? And even, you'll see their their finale at the show that we saw, we went to the, their first show of the day. They perform at least four times throughout each day that they're at the Ren Fest. We went to the very first one of the day, and their finale was juggling sharp and jagged objects <laughs> while standing up on benches, balancing on rolly ball things just watch the video you'll know what i'm talking about but even while they were doing that they were talking to each other and i'm like don't you have to concentrate to make sure that you yeah. don't get stabbed right they're really really good yeah. they're our favorite
0: and what's a lot of fun we've discovered this just this time we didn't know this before but louie the guy in the photo who's on the far left and giving us that very hammy look on his face <laughs> uh he actually runs a twitch stream and has a website called level up with louie he runs a, a lot of dungeons and dragons related stuff and we're going to see if we can collaborate with him not only to advertise our show on his but we want to promote his stuff too just a lot of fun to meet a fellow D player and it was neat to have meredith and riannon get their picture with him
1: yeah um, I guess maybe you can put a link to his stuff in the show notes, yep. so people can find Absolutely.
0: him. Absolutely, we'll we'll link to that in the show notes. Again, it's levelupwithlouie.com, dot com, and we'll provide the link in our notes. Look for it there.
1: And I believe that London Broil as an act does more than just the Maryland Renaissance Festival. They perform other places, so maybe we can find a link to if they have their own webpage. I don't know if I, I would assume they do. We'll see yeah. if we can find ways to for you guys to check up on them and see what they're doing and if they're coming to your area.
0: Right. Check out those videos, a lot of fun, and we look for them every year. And then our last picture is of the exit gate, and over the gate it just says, Until another day, fare thee well. And I like to try and take that photo as we leave as a a nice little farewell for us leaving for the day. We'll say the same to you, stackers. We want to thank you for joining us for this special Creation Corner episode. It was more of a memory lane thing for us uh, and reminiscing about the fun we had at the RenFest, but hopefully we threw in some touches and especially the pictures and videos that will help inspire you as you plan your games and your worlds. If you have any questions about the RenFest or uh, any ideas you want to share with us, I'd be happy to correspond with you and help you figure out how to implement these things in your game. And next week, like I said, expect another special content. Not sure what that's going to be yet, but hopefully it'll be something that you'll enjoy and find useful. And we will get back to our recording on schedule and get to our actual play episodes and hopefully get the season off to a strong start.
1: Right, so next actual play, hopefully two weeks from today. Yeah,
0: hopefully. Thank you very much, Stackers. We look forward to hearing from you. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Stack of Dice or email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And we'll see you here again next time at Stack of Dice.
1: Uh, That's called a whatever.